Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Monday, the 24th of January. I'm joined today by Apollonia Vlaslova, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Apollonia. How are you today? Hi, Peter. Doing great. How's it going? Very good, thank you. You're sounding very calm, collected today. Not that you don't <laughs> always, but, uh, you know. Um, so, so anyway, um, what did you find, what story did you find most interesting in um, today's edition of Watson's Daily? Right. So the one that um, that I picked today is the fact that Bitcoin has um, slid down yep. to its lowest level since July 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lost almost a quarter of its value this year. Um, yep. So now it stands just still straight. Now it stands at around thirty three thousand um, dollars. Mm-hmm. It used to be at its highest point, 60. Yeah. Um, so it's it's quite a bit of a change. Mm. And what interests me in the story is, I guess, the surrounding factors. Mm. Um, so a lot of a lot of uh, journalists' opinions um, state that this happened due to the general kind of the general urge um, to dump essentially risky assets, yeah. which has been happening. Like we can see Nasdaq sliding with its um, tech stocks. We can see quite a few of pandemic um, lockdown time uh, winners sliding as well with mm. it, Netflix, Peloton, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so one one of the factors that may have um, initiated this this Bitcoin slump is that, but also the one that I'm most interested in is what happened on Friday when um, the Russian Central Bank kind of declared that it's declared its intention to entirely ban uh, crypto on yeah. the territory of Russia. So I mean, that was that was that, angle that, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a major thing, isn't it? Really, I mean, you know, the general thing I often you know often hear with with Bitcoin, why did it go up? Why did it go down? It's always a bit, well, you know, they're more <laughs> they're they're more sellers than buyers, or there is a big, <laughs> um, you know, a seller in the market or something, which is always code for I don't know why, but I'm trying to sound intelligent. Um, but I think that is definitely, uh, I, I would agree with what you said there, yes. Uh, yeah, so there, I mean, the markets in general are entering a bit of a correction phase at the moment. Yeah. But I feel like Bitcoin specifically and just the crypto market, because Ethereum also slid by, I think, 20% mm. um, or something, or 12%, 12, sorry, 12%. Mm. Um, so I think that that trend is very interesting because um, more and more countries, besides Russia as well, are looking at various regulations yep. of crypto mining. For example, the EU recently announced that they want to um also go greener in a way in terms of uh cryptocurrencies yeah and um like the uk and spain announcing their um ad restrictions so it's kind of in in this kind of in this kind of a landscape in this kind of a scenario i'm wondering what will actually happen to this regulation because the we can see that obviously a lot of governments are trying to control it in one way but in my opinion a an outright ban that is being kind of um, threatened here is not actually going to work in practice in a lot of jurisdictions. And mm. to me, this is kind of the main question. I've raised this question by way, just by way of a bit of an advertisement um, of our forums. Mm. I've raised this question on our forums. So if you are a silver subscriber and above, you have access to it where you can also express your opinion yeah. on the situation. There's very interesting discussions going on there. Um, heard some really interesting points. 
So mm. yeah, join us in that conversation. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Um, the, part, the party doesn't have to end um, when this podcast <laughs> comes to an end, right? I mean, you can, exactly. You can keep you can keep it going. That's that's exactly. uh, that's what we say. But yeah, but yeah, so there's there's a lot of speculation about uh, governments trying to to start their own cryptocurrencies, but obviously there is a bit of paradox in that because uh, most cryptocurrencies announce themselves as a very fringe enterprise where mm. away kind of from the from the eyes of the state from the supervision and the fed reserve announced uh this week that any digital dollar for example um would not be would not would not um be in the private transactions mm. so we can see that through china through russia through even the u.s declaring this kind of thing that um it won't be the same crypto as we're kind of used to so mm-hmm. one of the articles that I read about the, the Russian ban specifically says that absolutely likely if it is banned in this capacity, it will just go to the black market and will yeah. go underground, essentially, especially in Russia. So in my opinion, something like that is not a regulation that we want because mm-hmm. it will exacerbate all the issues to do with tax. But by the way, crypto is currently taxed in Russia as a financial asset. Um, mm. It would exacerbate situations with tax. It would exacerbate situations with money laundering, with um, digital security. Mm. So, in my opinion, a ban like that is just a bit misguided, mm. unless it is, unless it is performed in such an absolutely <laughs> brilliant mm. manner, uh, mm. which I I haven't seen from um, governments mm. <laughs> really ever in any kind of regulation. No, yeah, this is, I, I wish there was a translation of that article because it was it raised some really interesting mm. points about, for example, prosecuting minors. So mm. in Russia, a lot of these hubs are in very cold places for obvious reasons, like Siberia, um, very hard to reach places. So you can mm. imagine the level of funding that would have to go towards prosecution of a place like that, because you'd have to you'd not only get warrants and such, but you'd have to send out. Uh, specialists, you'd have to send out you know, the Russian version of the FBI to check some mm. places in Siberia that seem to be using a lot of energy, which at the same time could be like a farm or a greenhouse, which mm. at the same rate uses the same kind of level of persistent, um, continuous energy um, mm. utilization. So it just raises a lot of different points about um, about practicalities. Yeah. And to me, that is something that um, I am interested in, I guess. Yeah. What what is your your view on those? Because you've been talking about crypto regulation for quite a while. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, first of all, um, I think it's really interesting in insights uh, from you, Apollonia. And um, I mean, you you know more about that this aspect, certainly this aspect, than I do, because obviously you are you are Russian, right? So <laughs> um, so I think that this is uh, you know it is very interesting. Um, I mean, I do think um, yes. I suppose the practicalities of making it, uh, you know, of actually an outright ban on it um, would make it perhaps difficult. Although having said that, you know, you would imagine that um, uh, President Putin is, you know, has 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 an ability to to bring this kind of thing in um, without um, so much opposition, perhaps. Um, but I mean, I think you said something about that. Um, that it's it's easier to ban it in China than it is for Russia. Yes, so that's just that that's just in my opinion more of a sociological point than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because Russians are prone to rebellion in a certain right. way. It's not necessarily the kind of walking into the streets, but yeah, they would absolutely still start a fringe movement on yeah. the blockchain. 
And it, it would be very difficult. Russians are quite <laughs> sleeping assumptions here, but Russians are quite creative people in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and for years learned from the USSR and such, they have learned how to go around certain rules. And mm -hmm. there, there's a saying, <laughs> there's a saying in Russia that um, the strictness of the law is ameliorated by um, the un by the fact that it's not necessary to comply with <laughs> in certain <laughs> scenarios. <laughs> it's I know it's a very controversial statement, but in in the in the sense of regulation in this way, I feel mm. like there would be an underground movement, there would be mm. much more illicit activity going on um, if there was an absolute complete ban in that in in mm. that way. So mm. I believe that just like even for national security, even for reasons of um, user security and investor security more kind of sophisticated um regulation i think would be a better option so they do have they do have ways of um stopping essentially transactions and stopping especially transfer of fiat currencies of fiat money into um into uh cryptocurrency so there, there are mm. ways of doing that because for example for crypto exchanges there are certain codes that banks assi uh, assign. So if you were to go through banks, yeah, you would technically be able to do it. Um, yeah. But I feel like there would still be ways to to go around it. Yeah. To be <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's interesting, and I, I tell you, I also think it's quite interesting today how um, Bitcoin has moved because I think that it's started off today. I mean, it was it was obviously weaker than it has been, but. Um, it seems like you know as soon as well when when New York opens, um, it's uh, it went down. You know it it, it actually mm -hmm. went on a downward trend. So, um, but anyway, you know, like I say, it's very difficult to actually ex give a proper explanation as to as to why this moves. I do think this is this is going to be an ongoing thing, and I yeah. I really believe that um, this year we'll see a lot more in the in terms of we'll get a lot more indication of, at least of where things are going with regard to Bitcoin. Um, not least because next uh, month we're going to see uh, cryptocurrency in action, albeit, you know, a digital <laughs> yuan. Um, yes. I'm quite uh, excited for that one. Yeah. Just, I, just, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that everyone, no, no matter who they are, are going to be, they're going to be watching that very closely to see what happens, what, what sort of, um, if there are any problems, what are they? And I think that, you know, mm -hmm. that plus the increased adoption of um, a Bitcoin by ordinary punters and things, I just think that it is about, and, and you know, recently we've seen over the last week or so, um, you know, the FCA is now getting involved in the UK. Um, mm -hmm. They're clamping down on dodgy advertising, both in the UK and Spain. Um, it's just, I just think, you know, this year hopefully will be the year where they, everyone decides to do a proper job. I mean, I've got nothing against um, Bitcoin um, mm -hmm. particularly, um, but it's just that what I don't like is the fact that there doesn't seem to be anything governing it. So yeah. if someone does something wrong, there's no, there's no Absolutely. protection. So, um, yeah, so that, there, there's, yeah. there's no user protection at all. I mean, just yeah. like just going from cryptocurrencies to NFTs to, to that sort of thing. Because, yeah. I mean, those are it's closely intertwined with the anonymity yeah. because you can't really have one, you know, uh, with together with the other. So, you either have mm. anonymity or you have security in a certain sense. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no, I think I think it it can become. I think cryptocurrency, even in the current state, can become quite a bit of an asset if it's used correctly. So, for example, we saw that. I mean, it's just a bit of an anecdote, I guess, but uh, with that Eric Anderson, um, Anderson, I think, you know, the new um, oh, sorry, Eric Adams, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry Eric yeah. Adams, the new mayor of New York. Yeah. Um, fulfill his promise to convert um, his paychecks, his first, I think, three or so paychecks into crypto. And yeah. he's done that to the first one, which yeah. I think he did before the weekend when it really slumped. So I wonder what <laughs> this is right now. Right. Well, I mean, okay. he, did conver- he did make the decision. I'm not sure if he actually converted it um, after or before. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, he he did that, I think, on Friday or, or something. Right. Um, and because he wants also to convert um, New York into a kind of a crypto hub, as does, for example, right. the governor of Florida. Um, yeah. So I... I can I mean, see that, that that's, it can be used as an asset for certain yeah. kinds of areas, but will it be used wisely? I can certainly see that, you know, if you've not got enough excitement in your life, um, you know, getting <laughs> your paycheck turned into Bitcoin at the end of the month will will obviously inject a bit of, you know, like, you're like, oh, what am I going to get paid this month? Maybe I'll be able to afford the bills or maybe not. Um, let's let's just roll the. Am I buying Colin the caterpillar or Cuthbert this month? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, again, that a very a very good point. Um, so yeah, anyway, so I think this one's going to run. Uh, I think it's very interesting, and um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's a hell of a lot weaker than it was, uh, Bitcoin. But um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if if you know, base if uh, if if Russia just turns around and says, actually, no, we're not going to do this, then I think ultimately the bitcoin will shoot up again um but i think until then this is going to be a a, a cloud um hanging above um a bitcoin yeah sure. yeah no for sure i think it's it, it relates to all cryptocurrencies to be honest yeah. and the fact of just how much capital has been put into it like for example venture capital firms invest about 33 or so billion dollars mm-hmm. into crypto startups in uh, 2021 so mm-hmm. just how much money has been invested into it Mm-hmm. um is is really curious and yeah. the, it's just for me it's just so volatile at the moment that i'm really not sure what people are mm. doing with their money yeah um yeah. betting in it betting so much on it yeah um so that's why i think we need we need responsible ads as well as thankfully yeah. the fc and the european yeah. regulators are doing yeah. because it might be fun and games but you know yeah yeah no fair enough fair enough so, so uh, what was what was your take from today? Maybe something yeah, more or less yeah, optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I suppose this was a, a spillover from the story last week. You know, Netflix um, mm-hmm. very had very disappointing um, subscriber numbers, um, and it was just quite. You know, today's article just went into a bit more detail about this sort of thing and just pointed out, you know, how things like Squid Game, for instance, which was the, the biggest show that there's ever been, mm-hmm. even that couldn't um, convert, you know, get uh, help with the new subscribers. Uh-huh. Um, so ultimately, I think, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. Um, people, mm-hmm. I think, just care about what um, content they're going to get access to. Um, and, and I don't think think there's a particular loyalty to any of them it's loyalty to the shows that they watch i think so um in order to keep people on the platforms 
um, these companies will have to uh, invest in content. And of mm-hmm. course, if there are more bidders for the content, then the price of the content goes up, which means that the content gets expensive, which then gets mm-hmm. part either mm-hmm. um, squeezes the margins or it means that um, that the, that the uh, yeah it, it either squeezes the margins or it, the price the extra price gets passed on to the consumer. And at some point, the consumer is going to go. Do you know? I mean, I've been, I have been saying this for a while now, but. Consumers going to go. Do you know what? Do I need my um, subscriptions to Disney Plus, Netflix, and um, you know Apple TV or something? Do I need them? And I think, especially if household budgets are being squeezed with high utility bills and and just mm-hmm. inflation generally, then actually, this is a very easy one to. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a subscription to say Apple TV Plus is a very easy one to say. Well, we'll we'll just can that for the moment and and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, you know, my belief is that uh, so we started off with a few, pro- only a very few providers. Those providers then branched out. So you had your, you know, Disney Plus and HBO Max and um, a- Apple TV Plus. You know, all of those all all suddenly sort of branching out. Um, but ultimately, I think that content's going to get so expensive that they're going to have to band together somehow um, mm. uh, in order to um, uh, bring the prices down a bit, um, you know, to and use their combined spending power. And if that happens, the irony is we'll end up where we all started, which is a few <laughs> providers providing all the content. Um, for what it's worth, I think that the I think the survivors will be Netflix, um, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime. I think Netflix because it's the biggest. I think um, that Disney Plus because it's got the the franchises and the content. Um, so you know your Star mm-hmm. Wars and and Marvel and and all that. Um, and then the the final one is Amazon Prime, and people will keep Amazon Prime because if it was the last streaming. Yeah, because they could only keep one streamer. They would, I think, they should keep that one because with that, you you're not just paying for streaming; you're paying for you know Apple. Uh, sorry, you're paying for Amazon Music. You're paying for um, the you know their 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 Prime, their um, uh, you know TV and films and stuff. Um, and obviously, there's the whole delivery aspect and. Um, for for your um, for your Amazon orders and everything, so you know ultimately, I think they're going to be three survivors from this, um, and um, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Do you what do you think? Do you think that's being overly pessimistic? Do you think that everyone will still continue with all their subscriptions? I think this is one to add to to the Watson watch, where <laughs> we see what happens in a year, then in five years. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. It, it is a well it is a difficult question if you're going long term um, I think there might be more innovative ways to preserve kind of the unity of a company um, mm-hmm. without necessarily selling your business to someone or um, instead kind of acquiring someone mm-hmm. um, I think there might be some more innovative ways in the future to do that and to produce content or maybe even like loan content mm-hmm. uh, potentially there could be some outsourcing done as well um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing um, 
But I do agree that I think the smaller players soon won't be able to compete unless they stay super competitive on um, the pricing. Mm. So unless they unless they have an incredibly unique offering and also competitive are competitive on the, on the pricing, I think mm. that a lot of the smaller ones will go. Mm. I don't think I don't know. It might be just from personal experience in terms of the Amazon thing. Um, I think the Amazon Prime obviously would keep it for the Amazon services as such, but as a streaming service, mm-hmm. so many of the shows that you try to watch are then linked to a separate subscription. So what they've done, they have I don't know some Acorn or Acorn Popcorn TV. I don't know some some sort of like smaller streaming services yeah. that they link their main subscription to, and then they're like, okay, now you have to acquire the separate one uh, for the right. and then right. they can watch the content and then you have several ones for different things like for horror movies you have one for some sort of tv shows you have another Mm -hmm. and to me i'm not sure if that is kind of a viable i think amazon will be able to keep that service just because they get so much revenue from other sources and through other services that Mm. this is kind of an Mm. add-on but i don't think that individually as a streaming service it is the most practical one Mm. Mm. Because for that, most of the shows I was trying to find in there, they're like, yeah, it's an, an, an Amazon Prime, and you go into it, and they ask you for a separate subscription. Um, yeah. So it's, it is a bit annoying in that way. I think Netflix will stay. I don't think that Netflix will will be going anywhere. I think they do have a pretty good way of offering, as, you, as you've said in the call, a certain depth, but also mm. I think they do have value. So the recent you know, Financial Times Lex article Mm. on the issue said that they do have a way for, of extracting value from existing subscribers especially mm. in the u.s um mm. because u.s says well not u.s says, but um essentially americans are quite prone to like they are okay with slight price fluctuations mm-hmm. i think they're they're not averse that they're quite used to a lot of bills coming out of the account yeah and they're not as prone to like looking at every single bill every month mm. Mm. as I think a lot of Europeans are. Plus, mm. I think if Netflix does expand more into Asia, it has a way of offering a certain unique offering there as well. Mm. Mm. And especially if it goes more international, because I don't see Disney yet going that international. I don't see HBO Max is very America-centric. Mm. Um, Amazon Prime, again, not sure. I think Netflix does have a certain, if we are keeping it on Netflix, does have a certain unique offering there that if it plays it right, <laughs> essentially, yeah. I think it will yeah. be able to differentiate itself um, and essentially justify the increasing value. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you know, there are different, there are different sort of, there are pros and cons for each, for each one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I say, we'll, we'll see. But I, I don't expect anything to get particularly much better. I think any gains that, that say Netflix will get from here, you know, in terms of content and stuff, it's going to cost them more and more and more mm-hmm. to do. Especially, so what do you think just, okay, as a tangent, if we have time, what do you think about their game service? Because with the consolidation of the gaming industry, we see at the yeah. moment as well, yeah. what do you think that's a good investment? Because they're investing quite a bit into kind of the IP side of that and the intellectual property, sorry, side of that. And they are betting quite a bit on that. What do you think about it? On gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good. I think it's a good idea. Ultimately, um, you know, I think game streaming is is the way forward. Um, mm-hmm. I think we had a bit of a false dawn. 
um, before. Um, and I, I wonder whether some of that is because maybe delays to the 5G rollout, perhaps. Um, mm. You know, that might be something. Um, so, because you know, either, well, primarily from COVID, um, but also remember, I mean, God, this feels like ages ago now. We're talking about, but you know, um, remember, you know, when when Trump um, was 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 president, this whole thing about Huawei, you know, and oh, Huawei nice. was going to be the whole thing about you know five G rollout, but of course mm-hmm. they were taking out the equation mm-hmm. pretty much in Europe, America, mm-hmm. um, you know, everywhere really, um, and then uh, you know, and then and then that meant that uh, companies, other companies like Nokia or whatever had to take up the slack, which has meant 5G rollout has been less uh, rapid than had originally mm-hmm. been been thought. And I think that it's the 5G rollout, which is really going to help mm-hmm. the uptake of things like street game streaming. And that's where it's going to come into its own. But I think at the moment, the speeds may be not as universally fast as they need them to be, to mm-hmm. be successful. Because my um, argument at the moment, um, and well, has been, you know, for a while, um, and I say this having having just, I'm not, tra- I'm not showing off. I'm just saying I got a PS5 last week after Ooh, ages well. of trying to do this. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, yeah, well, it's for the kids. I, I don't, I'm not a gamer, um, but um, I say that, but you never know. <laughs> you never know what I might happen. But, um, but um, you know, I said, I said to them, listen, kids. <laughs> I said, I, you know, enjoy this because it may be the last console they do, um, you know, because, wow. it, but, yeah, because, you know, we, we like drama in our house. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it could be because I just think that if you can stream for, you know, using your phone and stuff, you, mm-hmm. you won't actually need a console, um, to, you know, to, to access it. Yeah, you know, you might need. I suppose if you like flight simulator games and stuff, you probably wouldn't mind having a joystick yeah. or something. Or if you're in a driving game, you'll you'll want to keep your um, your sort of rig um, set up with your steering wheel and your pedals and stuff like that in your in your man cave or whatever cave you've got. You know, um, I mean, it's you know all these kinds of things. I think that I just think that. Uh, you know, the other thing as well is something like it was a stat recently saying, you know, 60 percent of, of gaming is is mobile gaming. And that's mm. now. So, I mean, I think once we get over to this streaming and game streaming, um, I actually think that that's that is going to be the way way to go. I believe that there won't be uh, the need for any consoles anymore because consoles life is about, I think, four to six years on average, you know, mm. to, on average. Um, and I think, you know, we're one year in on the PS5. Um, I think that, you know, in the next few years, the internet, just getting a whole thing. Yeah. But also, so for example, AR, VR sets could also be connected to yeah. the phone. So yeah. if you go kind of yeah. the meta way. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing as well um, is I also think that these these um, goggles need to become like more <laughs> practical. I can't see people. <laughs> Uh, commuters sitting on the train putting a because uh, i don't know just the amount of abuse i mean maybe this is just the way i think but you know the amount of abuse <laughs> you could or or uh, you know practical jokes you could p- play on people that are sitting there with their goggles you could write also i mean i'm not saying i would do this obviously but you know you could <laughs> Thank you, you, could, you, you, you could you could you could write you know 
a word describing what you think about someone um, on their goggles, on their white goggles, for instance, and they probably wouldn't notice. Um, you know, there's lots of it. And I'm, by the way, I'm not encouraging that sort of behaviour. I'm just suggesting that that could happen. Um, but, you know, those kinds of things, you know, there's still some practicalities, I think, to be ironed out. But even so, um, mm-hmm. like I say, 5G, way faster than 4G. Game streaming, I think that, um, sorry, this is a long answer to what you've said, but the, I think that the game stream, the streaming from, you know, streaming is a good place to put your money, I think, in terms of ga- gaming. It's, uh... I think it also kind of gives you a bit more control as a developer over, I don't know, I'm just thinking of like Free Guy now, <laughs> yeah. uh, a bit more control over, um, over essentially the game and such, but also yeah. has its downsides and regulations such as China's. Mm. which um, limits it to three days of play for, like, under 18-year-olds. Three days. Three days. Have been, oh, three, three hours. No, three hours. Three hours, not three days. Three hours. Yeah, they would love three days. Three hours, yes. In China, which uh, would have been quite quite mm. a profitable market mm. if that didn't mm. happen. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so there we go. Um, so you, you've heard it all here, the future of Bitcoin, the future of streaming, <laughs> the future of game streaming. Oh, real, real quick, real quick note. I just remembered, forgot a point about Netflix. Why oh. have they not taken my, like, what, September, October advice of releasing episodes week by week, being super evil, <laughs> and that way keeping their audience? Sorry. That No, it's true, though, isn't it? I mean, it's like, for instance, I think... Um, last night, um, they released, uh, what was it called? That thing on ITV. Um, uh, there was, uh, oh, what's it called? The one is, you know, it's produced by Jed Mercurio and it's all the, you know, the bodyguard and, um, vigil and all that sort of stuff. They (laughs) do that once a week. So they do that once a week. Well, HBO Max as well. Those usually are once a week and they're doing okay. Yeah. So this is the thing. I mean, I suppose they do it. They they hope that people will binge watch something. Uh, and yeah. By the way, my my top recommendation at the moment is um, stay close uh, on on uh, on on Netflix. Very very good. Highly highly recommend that. Um, mm. But anyway, my point. Yeah, I mean, you know, they like binge watchers. But yes, like you say, mm-hmm. I think that it would be quite good. They could you know claw onto people. They could diversify. You could diversify. You could do some binges, and then the binges would almost feel, you know, like a reward in a way because you're like, oh, you know, a bit Pavlovian, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I, I get to binge this, but then other yeah. ones you release week by week. So I just like very evil mastermind yeah. plans. But... Or maybe maybe they could have a special binge option. You know, you Ooh. could have Netflix and then Netflix binge. Yeah, so Netflix, Netflix plus, <laughs> Netflix, Netflix binge. Um, and you could, you know, where that you, you could pay um, to be able to just watch everything. I reckon. That I feel work. like that would be very quickly um, dispersed to your streaming sites. Yeah, and yeah. Piracy, piracy. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But anyway, um, thank you very much. So yes, we've solved the world's problems um, <laughs> yet again. Apollonia and myself. Um, so you know, world. You're welcome. Um, anyway, thank you very much indeed, Apollonia, for your time today. Thank you. Um, and thank you very much, as always, for the listeners for listening and supporting us. Um, that's all we've got time for today, but we'll be back again tomorrow. So many thanks indeed, and have a fantastic day, whatever you're up to. Many thanks. Bye. <laughs>